Hello, welcome to the Comprehensive Canadian University Guide, where we invite admissions officers and students from various universities across Canada to speak about their experiences and provide helpful tips for prospective students. This series will be formatted through discussions with our guests, where we present some frequently asked questions to shed a spotlight onto a variety of programs and schools. If you like this episode, please rate and share us on iTunes and follow us at CCUG Podcast on Instagram. Just a disclaimer, we are not associated with any of the universities, institutions, and programs featured on our podcast. This content is accurate as of August 28, 2020, and is only applicable for the 2020-21 academic school year. We do not take any responsibility for future changes in admission protocols. All right, you're listening to the Comprehensive Canadian University Guide. I'm Vansh. And I'm Noam. And today we have an admissions officer for McMaster Health Science, as well as a student who recently graduated and is going to med school. Do you guys want to introduce yourselves? Hi, everyone. My name is Amy McLean. I am one of four domestic recruitment officers within the student recruitment office at McMaster University. Hi, everyone. My name is Dhruv Gupte. Uh, I'm a recent graduate of the Bachelor of Health Sciences program. I'm just finishing up my work term as a tour guide leader at the Student Recruitment Office, and I'm going to be starting my very first year at the medical school at the University of Western Ontario. All right, then. Uh, What does health science cover, and what McMaster Health Sciences undergraduate specializations exist? Um, So the Bachelor of Health Sciences Honors Program, also known as BHSC, has a unique interdisciplinary approach to the study of health, wellness, and illness from biological, behavioral, and population-based perspectives. So in other words, health sciences focuses on human health. It looks at it not just from a scientific or clinical perspective, but also from a social and economic vantage point. In regards to specializations, BHSC students have four options. The majority remain in the core stream. The core is designed to provide students with a grounding in multiple disciplines. However, some students choose to focus in one particular area of interest or even pursue a minor in another discipline, while others find that their needs are better met by pursuing a broader program of study. Students in level one automatically enter the core stream in level two unless they apply to and are accepted into one of the two specializations, um, and those would be biomed and child health. Fantastic. Thank you so much. McMaster is distinctly renowned for its health sciences program in particular. How popular is the health sciences program more broadly? Um, I believe the word popular is somewhat subjective, and instead I would say McMaster's Health Sciences program is one of the most competitive programs in Canada. To break it down, we receive approximately 4,000 applications in any given year and only have 240 spots in the program. That means roughly 16% of those who apply actually get accepted to the program. So this question goes to the students. Why did you choose to attend McMaster Health Sciences? And what made this university stand out to you? Yeah, that's a really, really good question. So first of all, the health sciences program really spoke to me because it was a very different program than some of the other ones that were traditionally out there. It offers a lot of group-based learning and a lot of inquiry-based learning where you're not necessarily learning from a textbook or even from a lecture. Uh, You're given the tools to basically understand how to ask the right questions and get the right responses. Uh, So that's one of the reasons why I chose health sciences. But specifically about the university, 
I'd actually never been to McMaster University before I went to the open house in fall. And it is easily one of the most beautiful places I think I've ever been in my entire life. From being surrounded by some of the most amazing waterfalls in the world to having literally the backyard being part of the Coots Paradise, which is our amazing trails and hiking uh, area. Uh, it's an incredibly large campus, but one that always makes you feel like you're home. And that's sort of why I, I picked McMaster as my university, because it really made me feel like I could call this place my home for the next four years. So this next question is for uh, Amy. How has McMaster reacted to the COVID-19 pandemic? How do you anticipate it'll affect students next year uh, and beyond? Um, I'll start by saying that focus has always been and continues to be on the health and well-being of our students, faculty, staff, and the broader community. The decision to move to an online format for the fall term was done with this in mind and to create clarity and direction for all involved. We have moved forward with developing our systems and teaching modalities to deliver a rich and academically sound online experience. We also quickly implemented our Archway program to support new incoming students through a community of their peers that will run the entire length of their first year. We will have to see how things um, actually change and develop over the coming months to address how we can actually welcome students back to our campus in a safe way, um, but our commitment will always be on ensuring that students can achieve the goals of their program, um, particularly those who are tra on track to graduate this year. All right, so now let's transition into the academic section. What does the first year at McMaster Health Science look like in terms of courses and workload? And how many hours does a typical first year student spend working in their average week? Yeah, so in terms of the courses and the workload that, that happen in the first year of health sciences, you have a really good mix of sort of the traditional style learning in your chemistry classes where you do learn from a lecture. You're not only learning with health sciences students, but you're learning with a lot of science students in your very first year. Um, you get to go to labs and you also get to learn from lectures and also from podcasts at home. And then there's some other courses that are a little less traditional. So you have your inquiry classes and your cellular and molecular biology classes which are definitely more inquiry-based and problem-based learning. And what that basically means is that, again, you're sort of learning the basics of what you need to learn, and the rest of that is a lot of group work, a lot of discussion-based learning, and also a lot of finding the questions and finding the answers to, you know, sort of where you're going. I would say, with respect to hours working per week, it's about anywhere from about 15 to 16 hours per week with respect to actual course load and the actual lectures and, and things that you have to attend. With respect to the amount of the work that you do outside of class, I would say it's not as intensive of some, as some other courses, simply because you don't have as much quote-unquote homework. Um, however, a lot of your work is taken up by group work, by discussions, and by work that you may be doing on your own time, along with extracurriculars. So I think it very much depends from person to person, but I wouldn't see yourself stretching yourself too thin um, with your very first year at Health Sciences. The next question comes to us from an anonymous Instagram follower who answered our Instagram story. Is there any advantage MacHealthSci has over other schools when getting into med school afterwards? Yeah, so that's a great question. Uh, with respect to an advantage uh, that health science students have over other students into getting into medical school, I would say that they don't. I would say what health sciences does offer students is a really diverse array of courses that you can take. Um, and these courses really give you a really good understanding of what health is and what healthcare can be. Uh, and health sciences also may offer you courses that might help you with interviews or might help you with um, interviewing patients, communication skills, uh, and again, gives you that elective room to fulfill those prerequisites 
for medical school programs and professional programs in general. Fantastic. Thank you so much. So how challenging is McMaster Health Sciences compared to what you expected? Yeah, that's a really, really good question. Um, I would say I wasn't necessarily expecting the amount of self-directed learning and problem-based learning um, as I had ex- as I'd experienced in, in high school. I think high school really prepares you for learning directly from you know, specific resources and making sure that you know specific things at the end of the day. Health sciences is very different in that you kind of leave a course wondering what exactly you learned, but you're able to really tackle questions that are related to what you discussed or really tackle very, very controversial topics or things that you might not have thought about from, I guess, different perspectives. So I would say in that, being able to rework your perspective on how learning is you know, actually done and, and how you can really do that yourself, I think that is very challenging. And working with groups and working with other people and relying on them and trusting them can be quite challenging. But I think overall, with respect to the workload, it's not too difficult. So I think it's a great balance between being able to open your own perspectives and adjust to a different style of learning, while also be taking comfort in the fact that you may not have as much homework or work to do at the end of the day. The next question we have is just a quick inquiry. What are class sizes like in the McMaster BHSE program and do they change in later years? So class sizes, again, depend on what type of course you're taking. For the more broad general classes like cell and molecular biology, you'll be having a full class of the 250 people. For smaller classes like inquiry, you'll be divided into about 30 people. And as you go higher up throughout the years, class sizes generally get smaller as you become more specialized and take more electives. Do marks drop considerably from high school to university? How should incoming students cope with that? I wouldn't say that marks drop considerably from high school to university, simply because the health sciences program takes students that are already of very, very high academic standing. And a lot of these students are able to not only achieve high standing within university, but they're also able to take a step back, realize that they may not be doing well in certain areas, and attend to the resources that they may need that can actually help boost their grades and, and help them have a better time in university. So I think my advice for students to cope with, with grades that may not be as great is to take a step back, really ask yourself why you're not doing well in this specific area, and find help in your TAs, your teaching assistants, to go to professor hours, and also maybe going to academic workshops that the upper years hold for you throughout the year. Just following up on the learning resources you mentioned, which specific resources are available for students, and how are academic facilities like labs actually like? Yeah, so the McMaster, uh, McMaster actually provides specific access, uh, particularly to health sciences students, to a medical grade anatomy laboratory. And this anatomy laboratory is state of the art and one of a kind. We actually have some cadavers that cannot be procured anymore for legal reasons. Uh, so it's a wonderful way for you to interact with a whole host of specimens while also working alongside residents, cardiac surgeons, medical students, and everyone and anybody above. On top of that, we also have access to numerous chemistry laboratories. Uh, We also have a center for simulation-based learning, which is essentially like a mini hospital. Um, It's basically where you're able to interview patients and learn how to appropriately sit down, ask the right questions, and get the, the appropriate responses. How would you recommend students prepare themselves for new academic challenges of university? So I think the very first thing is to realize that sometimes it's okay to not be okay. I think the expectation when going to university is that you kind of have to have, you know, everything already figured out and you, you know, you have to hit the ground running. 
And honestly, it's not that easy. Sometimes there's a lot of other social challenges like making friends and, you know, moving to a new place and being part of a, an environment that just is so different from home. So I think the one thing that, you know, students should really try themselves to do is, is to really take a step back and ask themselves, am I doing okay? Um, and if they're not, to really work hard towards speaking to upper year students, because we've gone through that before, you know, reaching out to friends, trying hard to make new friends. And if that's, you know, becoming difficult with respect to academics and with financialism and everything else, realizing that McMaster holds a whole host of support resources specifically meant to make sure that your transition to university is as seamless as possible. And if it's not, finding ways to adapt the model to make sure that you're doing as, 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 as great as you can be. All right, great. So let's transition into more of the extracurricular student life portion of, the, of this segment. What is student life like at McMaster? So I think student life is a mix of participating in a lot of cool events on campus. Um, there's a whole host of events that are offered by the MSU. Uh, not to mention that Welcome Week is easily one of the biggest and the best, I would say, in the entire country. Uh, it's about a week long of doing craziest, awesomest stuff ever, like carnivals, like, you know, throwing paint at each other, singing massive cheers. It's amazing. Um, but I think it's also tying yourself very closely to the community of Hamilton and realizing that Hamilton has a rich, rich history in it. It has some of the best restaurants I've ever had and a really cool movie theater. Um, so I think student life is a very, very much mix of you know, being comfortable on campus, having fun with your friends, but also reaching out of your, your bounds and, and really connecting with the community around you. Fantastic. Honing in on a little bit of a more specific section of student life, what are the residences actually like uh, at the campus? So I think residences, um, you know, residents in general generally gets a bad rap, super messy or not that clean. I would say Mac actually turned, you know, I stayed in Brandon Hall and I loved my experience there. Um, you know, it's it's a weird experience living right next to your best friends and, you know, being able to do everything with them. It's kind of like camp for like eight months. It's pretty awesome. Um, and Mac does a really, really good job of diversifying all of its residences. Uh, not a single res on campus is exactly the same to another one, which means that if you want to experience something different, you can always hop over to your friend's residence who might have an apartment style or just go to a random traditional style residence where you can just have a room by yourself or a room with a roommate. So I think overall residences are done very, very well. And uh, it's also exemplified by the fact that Mac is building brand new residences on campus, as seen by the Peter George Center for Living and Learning, which honestly looks way better uh, than the condo I'm getting in London. So <laughs> I, think, I think we're doing a good job here. How many students live on campus? And is it ever difficult for students to find their own housing outside of it? Um, so I guess I'll answer that one. In a typical year, we have approximately 3,900 students living on campus in residence. Um, and we do offer many support services for off-campus living as well. Um, for those trying to find off-campus housing, we have a service called Mac Off-Campus Rental Listings at macoffcampus.ca. Um, and then we also have SOCS, uh, which stands for Society of Off-Campus Students, which helps off-campus and commuter students connect by coordinating social and athletic activities or events for members throughout the year. All right. What are some major extracurriculars at McMaster, both generally and specific to health side? What extracurriculars have you been involved in? Yeah, so with respect to health sciences, um, we have a major uh, council there, which is called the Bachelor of Health Sciences Society. 
they're responsible for producing a lot of the events that we have on, uh, you know, for specifically health science students. An example of that is our, our you know, semi-formals that we have. We have some charitable events and, and a lot in between. Um, I think McMaster in general does a wonderful job of extracurriculars. We have over 300 clubs and there's specific days where you can see all of them come together on the clubs fest. And that way you can interact with clubs all the way from, you know, politics to, you know, environmental issues to everything and anything in between. The extracurriculars that I'm involved in are, um, you know, four of them actually. So I was the president of the Swimming with a Mission Club in Hamilton, where we teach children with disabilities how to swim. Tidal Waves Hamilton, where we teach adults with disabilities how to swim. Uh, I was also uh, a Welcome Week rep for the health sciences for three years. Uh, and on top of that, I was part of the uh, Canadian Society for Epidemiology and, Bi and Biostatistics McMaster chapter, um, <laughs> which is basically a research-focused club. Wonderful. This is for uh, you, Amy. Could you talk a little bit about student employment on the McMaster University campus? What opportunities are available for those who would like to work at the university during their time there? Uh, so there are many jobs on campus that are available to current McMaster students from athletics and recreation to hospitality um, or even to becoming a, a teaching assistant. Um, however, another job that seems to be gaining popularity um, and that I'd like to showcase is becoming a McMaster tour guide. These students are paid to give campus tours to prospective students throughout the year. Um, they also assist our office with many of our special events like our annual open houses and the University Ontario University's Fair. Um, and coincidentally, Drew was actually a tour guide for the latter part of his university career. Yeah, so, you know, as Amy said, I was a, a tour guide for about four to, four to eight months, uh, and then I progressed into a tour guide leader. I think being a tour guide on campus is really, really amazing because Mac really works very hard to cater around your schedule. Uh, so you can pick up shifts whenever you want. Shifts are generally around one and a half to two hours. Uh, and it's a great experience to, you know, take people all around campus and really show you know, your passion for the campus, your passion for the programs and your understanding of the different resources. Um, it's also a really good way for you to understand all the nooks and crannies of campus and, and you know, see all the secret passageways. Uh, you know, it's kind of cool in the basement of, you know, our student center, it, we kind of have like a Hogwarts passage in the, in the basement, which is kind of cool. Um, but I think overall, I would definitely recommend getting a job on campus just simply because they're super accommodating, the pay is pretty good, uh, and you got to make a lot of friends. All right, so this is for both of you. What is it like to live in Hamilton? What advantages are there with living in Hamilton compared to other towns? Um, I'll answer this question. I absolutely love living in Hamilton, and I think that shows based on the fact that I've actually lived here my whole life, aside from moving away to Free University. And um, coincidentally, I was actually born at McMaster's Hospital. Um, one thing I particularly love about Hamilton is that there are so many different diverse areas of the city. For example, we have the downtown core, which always has something going on with all the trendy new restaurants that have been popping up over the last couple of years to the large scale events like Arts Crawl and Super Crawl that shut down entire streets. Um, but we also have more of a suburb type area on the mountain, quote unquote, um, which is a slang term that Hamiltonians use when they're referring to the top of the escarpment. Um, and then there's also areas like Westdale Village, which is actually just steps away from campus um, that has a small town feel with the shops and eateries that are lining both sides, sides of the street, as well as um, that diagonal type parking that you see um, in small, smaller towns. All right. So let's transition into the 
student support segment of our episode. So our understanding is McMaster Health Science doesn't have any co-ops or internships. What exists to substitute it? And when students seek out their own internships, what sort of positions do they typically get? Yes, as you noted, there are no paid co-op or internship opportunities within the program. However, other opportunities do exist for students to engage with both the community and researchers to expand their learning outside the classroom in upper level project courses. How does the Academic Support Office help students who are looking to gain employment before or after graduating? And how does the university help students who are looking to go into medical school afterwards? Um, Both our Central Student Success Center, as well as the BHSC Program Office, can provide direction and support for post-graduation planning. Whether that is a professional school like medicine or graduate studies, um, there are resources to help students navigate the application process. Um, Also being a small program, BHSC students are well served by the program office. There are so many different paths that grads of this program choose to follow and the team in the BHSC program office are skilled at being able to help students through the process of researching and preparing for those different paths. So how challenging is it for graduates to find employment in their field? Do McMaster students find it particularly challenging to get into medical school? How many McMaster Health Science students tend to go into medical school? So unfortunately, I cannot comment on whether or not McMaster students find it challenging to get into medical school, as admissions is based on each individual's application. However, BHSC students have many options after graduation, from applying to professional school, um, or applying to graduate school, or obtaining employment in the healthcare field. For those who are actually interested in um, the numbers, the BHSC website has a detailed chart that outlines fields recent grads have ended up in in the past. Um, So for anyone who's interested in in visiting that webpage, it's bhsc.mcmaster.ca slash current dash students slash post dash grad. Great. Um, And then our last question for the student support section is, what sort of support does McMaster provide students dealing with stress or mental health issues, academic related or otherwise, especially uh, given the pandemic? Yeah, that's a really, really important question. Um, So with respect to the the amount of support, I think McMaster offers a diverse array of support services Uh, that can be seen through the Student Success Center that really helps you with academic planning. And that can really help you achieve your goals um, and understand maybe where your gaps are and how you can fill them. Um, the Student Wellness Center is a great option for students who you know, maybe want that mental wellness support. Um, and the Student Accessibility Services basically allows you to plan around accessibility uh, concerns that you may have. Uh, and also as well, the program office is basically an open door. Whenever you have any sort of struggles, any concerns, or any questions whatsoever, you're always welcome to walk into the BHSC program office, uh, sit down with even the dean if you wanted to, and have a quick conversation with her. Um, And last but not least, our professors are very, very accommodating, especially in the uh, health sciences program. If you are dealing with some personal concerns, you can always sit down with them, talk them out with them, or just simply ask for, you know, extensions or to move things around. So with respect to that, I think students are very well served at the master. All right, so now we'll be going to the admissions section. We won't be covering specific averages, marks, or courses just because they change from program to program and year to year. You can find those on the McMaster University website, however. So with that being said, 
Uh, could you sum up the application process for both those from Ontario and also those coming from out of province? Of course. Um, so the application process is quite similar um, for those coming from Ontario and from out of province, um, other than the fact that Ontario applicants would be applying as a 101 applicant and out of province students would be applying as a 105 applicant. Um, either way, applications open on OUAC in mid-October for the following year's admission. So, for example, for admission for fall 2021, applications will open in October 2020. For the BHSC program specifically, there are strict application and supplementary application deadlines. Um, for this year, BHSC applicants must apply on OUAC by January 15th, 2021. Um, and then the mandatory supplementary application questions will be made available on the BHSC website in early September 2020. Um, these will have an admission deadline um, that will be communicated with applicants once they've applied. Um, one thing to keep in mind um, is that with COVID-19 um, and everything that's panned out with that, um, as well as how the different school boards are going to be handling um, going back to school in September, we may have to um, adapt or adjust our application timeline and deadlines to fit into the new, um, the new ways in which uh, school is happening. For example, um, yesterday, um, the Ontario Ministry of Education announced that they're thinking of doing a quadmester um, instead of semester schooling, which means there would be four different uh, quadmesters and you would do two courses per quad. Um, that's going to change in the sense of usually our admissions, we base things on, um, well, for BHSC, we base it on um, first semester final grades, second semester midterm grades, and their supplementary application. Um, and we usually don't send out any offers until mid-May. Um, that's going to have to change if we do a quadmester because they won't have two of their courses. Um, they won't have a grade for them. So we may have to push back offers of admission. We may have to um, change the way we look at uh, grades and how we do our admissions and and change it for this one year. So that is something that we're still working out. Um, but I highly recommend to all applicants to just keep updated on our website, uh, covid19.mcmaster.ca. Um, and all of the updates to admissions and how we will be handling that will be updated there. And uh, just out of curiosity, who actually reviews those applications? Um, so the applications are reviewed by the BHSC program office and decisions are made based on a combination of their grades and the supplementary application. The, um, the review of the supplementary application is completed by both senior students, uh, for example, like Dhruv, uh, faculty and administrative staff. Uh, creative Creativity, critical thinking, and communication, um, the ability to think outside of the box are all aspects that are looked at for um, as part of the review. What importance do admissions officers place on extracurriculars compared to grades? So with the BHSC program, we do not ask 
for nor do we review extracurricular activities as part of the application process. The supplementary application is actually a series of three short essay answers that do not have right or wrong responses. Although students may draw on their experiences from extracurricular activities, the fact that they completed them um, in and of themselves is not part of the equation at all. Got it. So what advice would you give to a student on how best they can succeed in writing their supplementary application? And what should they emphasize about themselves or their experiences? Again, I want to stress that there is not an opportunity to talk about their specific experiences within the supplementary application. The best advice is to be yourself and not overthink your responses. Be genuine, be honest, and show your true self. The questions change every year. We will never repeat um, a question that's been asked in the past, and they actually might surprise you. Um, I'll give you an example from a number of years ago. Um, the question was, what is a four-letter word from the dictionary that should be expunged and why? I wouldn't be able to answer that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll go to our final question, which we end every single episode with, and that is, why McMaster Health Science? So, Amy, that you can start, and then uh, we can go to Drew for an answer. I'm actually going to um, let Drew answer this and I'm not going to answer it only because I feel that a prospective student or an applicant is looking to hear from someone who's had experiences within the program. Obviously, I'm biased being a recruitment officer and working for McMaster. So obviously, I want to say everything that I can to have the student um, apply and potentially get in um, to McMaster. But Drew's been through it all. Um, he's the prodigy for someone who got into health sciences and is now going to medical school um, right after. So Drew, I will leave this one up to you to answer. Fair enough. All right. Thanks, Amy. Um, so I think with respect to McMaster Health Sciences, just reflecting back on my own experiences, um, you know, health sciences has given me four of the best years of my entire life. And that's for a whole host of reasons. I think when you first enter campus, you realize that McMaster is a campus like no other, as I've said before. Um, they've got amazing facilities. It's a wonderful and beautiful campus, especially in the fall. And it's surrounded by a rich, uh, you know, town that's, that's full of history. But I think the moment you step on campus, you're immediately embraced by upper year students in the health sciences community. And you really feel like you're, you're, you're pee in a pod, basically. You know, they make sure that you transition well. They actually pair you with a buddy from day one. And your buddy, basically, you, you get a branch off your buddy's buddy and so on and so forth. Um, so you always feel like you have somebody who will be there with you and for you every step of the way throughout the program. On top of that, the health sciences program brings in researchers and, and professors that are like none other. I think one of my professors, she was a uh, ER surgeon for 20 years, and she actually did part of a tour in Kandahar, Afghanistan um, for a little while, which is incredibly impressive. Uh, and on top of that, the courses that you learn about are just amazing. I think I took one course where you learn how to play the ukulele and uh, you, you go into a preschool and an elderly home and you basically teach them how to play the ukulele and you bring those two generations together to bridge those intergenerational gaps. So I think, you know, overall, you know, doing things like playing the ukulele may seem incredibly weird and, and you know, learning from various courses might seem a bit odd. But I think overall, the reason why students time and time again pick McMaster Health Sciences because you're you're going to a community that really supports you 
appreciates you and gives you the tools to become an incredible person after the four years are done. That'll be the end of our uh, McMaster BHSC episode. Thank you so, so much, Amy and Drew, for taking the time out of your day to come on and uh, answer our questions. We, we really appreciate it. Thank you for having us. Thank you very much. That's all the questions we have for today. Again, a huge thank you to our guests. Stay tuned for future weekly episodes with other universities and programs. Don't forget to share and follow us on Instagram at ccugpodcast, and feel free to message us if you'd like to request or have questions for a program that's not yet been covered. That'll be all. Have a nice day, and we'll talk to you again soon.